What is up with this? Why does it turn to the... That's what she said. Why does it turn to the left? <laughs> Why does it go to the left? <laughs> Just lean to the right, babe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I say. Well, well, well. My, my, my. All right, guys. This is a special well, two-part well, episode well. of Among where we sit with uh, so we have a cigar group uh, Neil and I that we kind of hang out about once a quarter have some whiskey have some cigars and just talk about stuff um, we recorded one that never aired uh, but this one is a is a new one uh, that we decided to record and in this uh, this half we're gonna be talking about um, the effects of uh, we talk about movies because that's what we do but we also talk about like how COVID has affected our lives and how it's changed the workforce and um, some various other things there and then part two we talk about um, the uh, Cordelione and Nancy Pelosi uh, communion uh, scenario I guess you want to say but uh, that's what's going on so if you if you uh, like what you're listening to please don't forget to subscribe follow us on Instagram at Among Wolves Pod. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you, and thanks for listening. Thanks. Bye. So, welcome to Among Wolves in the backyard of Neil's house. This is Neil. <laughs> David's here, and our hey. good friends Jason and Hector are here. And we are smoking cigars, drinking beers, and sipping whiskey. Yeah, we are. And we're going to try to see how, if, this goes. how this goes, if there's anything salvageable out of our conversations, and hopefully... Most of it is not on the cutting room floor, like, like most of, minutes of banter that we had in the last episode. Yeah, or <laughs> of the last episode. Yeah, the the Doctor Strange one. The there's 40 minutes of banter I had to cut. Really? Yeah, I'm gonna save it for another episode. It's gonna be a bonus or something. Stop oh, good, seconds. good. I like that. Oh, the, this one thing that I want that we should do at the beginning versus the end is uh, remind people of our social media and stuff like that. If you haven't been active, I'm trying to be more. I'm trying to cognitively. Cognitively? Cogniz- cognizantly? I don't know. I'm trying to intention- intentionally. That's the word. That's the proper word. I have to be I'm, aware. <laughs> I'm trying to intentionally be more present on social media for people. So on our Instagram is at Among Wolves Pod. So if you want to hit us up on there. And so I, I will try to post more stuff and be more available to the community, in that, especially during the summer. I don't know what will happen in the fall whenever life hits. But uh, you want to let our guys introduce everybody? Sure. Good evening. My name's Hector Davila, probably the oldest one here. And my name is Jason Wallace, and I am probably the second oldest one he here. Is. I By am the second year. oldest. By one. <laughs> By one year. That makes me the youngest in the room, or in the outside. Yep. I'm the baby. I haven't been the baby in a place in a long time. You're the only one under 40. Not for long, but yeah. <laughs> is it this August? No. I'm July, but it's, oh. it's next July. Next Sorry. July. Oh. I meant July. Because I know when your birthday is. That's okay. I forgot your birthday one time, too. I think we recorded on your birthday once, and I was like, holy crap, that was Neil's birthday. <laughs> but I found it like the day after. You're like, that's why everybody was over here. <laughs> what are we drinking? What do you, you want to talk about what everybody's drinking? What do you have right now? Um, I found this John Bar whiskey at the liquor outlet, and it's pretty good. It's not that bad. And uh, I got that and this. What's the Irish one? I didn't say over there. Do you know? Dubliner. Dubliner. Oh, that sounds very Irish right there. Sorry, I know my cities. It looks kind of green, but I don't know if it's the label in the bottle, but... Oh, it does. It looks super green in this light. All right, so Dubliner Irish whiskey. Oh, in a bourbon cast. Um, So I also have a a 
of Four Peaks, Arizona. You know, they make this in, where is this? In, I know it's from Arizona, maybe Flagstaff or something. It's the Kilt Lifter. So there you go. There's a, a Scottish beer, kind of. <laughs> a faux Scottish beer. So I'm uh, right now I just got the Stella in my cup. But uh, um, I'll, I'll move on to that scotch there because I'm really interested in it. It's uh, John John Barr, for those of you guys who may not listen in this particular state, he actually, it's it, Neil bought it because there's a guy out here who his name is John Barr and he owns car dealerships. And the thing is, John Barr will do anything to sell you a car or something yeah. like that. I'll do anything to sell you a car. Which I always thought was like the sketchiest slogan ever, but especially <laughs> for Vegas, but whatever. And so It works for him. <laughs> Yeah, and he's been out here forever. Yeah, he has been out here forever. He, he actually, I, I remember Somebody. seeing him on TV when I was a kid, and then like seeing him now because he's I he's walks around the dealerships like whatever you know, and so I'll I'll go over there to get the car service because that's where we bought our car, and um, he'll walk out. And I'm like, oh my goodness, he looks exactly the same, but like super old, like <laughs> like he just his his hairstyle, the way he the his mannerisms and everything from the from the TV show or from the TV show from the commercials and all that stuff all identical just old he's got kind of David's hairdo though yeah a little bit yeah, that's true but I remember like they'd have commercials before you found out who John Barr was they would do commercials on the radio and they'd be like here's a reason to go to Finley Toyota we have our own Rod Stewart lookalike <laughs> and you're like oh okay that's kind of cool and then you see the commercials and it's like that's the guy they were talking about I bought a car. I bought a car from there many years ago, and he actually <laughs> walked up afterwards to shake my hand and say thank you. That's awesome. actually he's a nice guy. Yeah, he is a nice guy. The the, the pseudo fame clearly hasn't gone to his head. Yeah, that's true. Hector, tell us what we're smoking. We're smoking a hand rolled Puerto Rican cigar. Yeah, we are. So, so the cigar, <laughs> the cigar comes from Caguas, Puerto Rico. And that's um, where they have the only uh, tobacco museum in Puerto Rico. Nice. Back in the day, Cuba used to buy their tobacco from Puerto Rico. And then things happened and that kind of went away. Um, so that history kind of stayed just in the museum now. <laughs> so they have a makeshift little hut in there showing how they hung the tobacco from the, the huts and dried them and got them ready for, for rolling and stuff. So they still have tobacco there. And they use it at the uh, at the museum as more like a novelty. Um, if people want to go in there and buy cigars, they'll they'll roll them right there in front of them. Nice. And, and that's where you got these. And yeah, my mother-in-law sent these from Puerto Rico. Nice. Uh, they have the old ladies rolling them. This is it. Yeah, this is actually my second set. My first set I got when I went to Puerto Rico and got them myself. And then this set of cigars they they got shipped to me from my. Mother-in-law out there. It's pretty so, good. Thank you, mother-in-law, Mildred. <laughs> yeah, they're very good. Yeah. So they're they're smooth. They're not a high quality uh, tobacco, but they got good aroma. It's so good. that the aroma of it and and just the, the easy smoke of it makes for a nice. Yeah, the flavor. Easy good. cigar. And then I and then I'm drinking uh, a strong bowl hard cider. There you go, the hard cider. GV likes those too. Cause she's a girl. Well, it's a it's a good summer drink too. So that's what she said. Yeah, actually, you're right. Like like summer drinks are, like I love like those uh, like a golden beer summer or something ale. like that. Perfect. Like you get that stuff real cold and drink it. Like you know who had a good one? 
Grolsch. It's a Dutch beer company. You've heard of it, Jay? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Usually you can find their, in the green bottle, I think it's a lager, and then they have like an amber too. But they had this summer blonde or whatnot back in the day. And we used to sell it at Trader Joe's. And it was the one like in the clear bottle. So you're like, this is cold and it's awesome. My cousin Erica and I, we used to, I used to buy them like crazy. We drink the crap out of those things. Because they were so like. Where is it from? Holland. A, oh, okay. It's, it's, yeah, it's a Dutch beer. Sorry, sorry. <clears throat> the <guessing>. Netherlands. <laughs> so, but like we used to just buy, I used to just buy it all the time because it would come out seasonally. And Trader Joe's, we used to have all these Grolsch beers and stuff. So when we had those, I just like went to town and like, I can't even find it now. I don't even know if they import it anymore or, or but they were really good. It was a great summer beer. That's awesome. Jason didn't tell us what he's drinking. Yeah. I am, oh, what are you drinking? I am enjoying a Longboard Island Lager from Kona Brewing Company. I'm What's, assuming that is Hawaiian. It is Hawaiian. What's the other Kona we have in uh, the fridge? We have the uh, the Golden Ale one. I can't remember what they call it because um, they don't call it the Golden Ale. Um, but it is a Golden Ale. It is a Golden Ale. But it's good. It's nice. Yeah. I bought some the of those. The IPAs are really nice. They have two different IPAs, um, um, Kona does. I can't remember the names of either of them, but they're both really good. And they um, they had the Fire Rock, but I think that was just a pale ale, not, like, an IP, not an IP, not an Indian pale ale. Not, Indian pale. not bad, huh? Do you know I why? The one in the blue. Do you know why they're Indian pale ales? No, I have no idea. Like so, so what they are, I'm like, they have extra, you know, the extra hops and yeah, all that in there. That. Mm -hmm. It was to preserve it while it went from England to India. Because of you know they colonized India, so they had to bring beer out, so they had to do that. Neat. That's another thing too, because even like uh, like beer, they would. I think it was when I'm trying to think if it was when uh, the Americans first came over, or something like you know like colonial America. They had a lot of beer that they'd take on the ships because the water would get you know uh, what is it um. Scurvy? Not scurvy. <laughs> it would get, you know, it get all germy. I can't even think. That's close enough. You know what I mean. <laughs> like the pools at the water park? Yeah, yeah, I know. So the fact that it would get you all sick, so they're like, ah, just give them beer. It won't, it won't turn or something. Yeah, yeah I don't have scurvy because I used to eat my Fruit Loops. Is that where beer with orange slice in it came from? I think so. I think so. Well, that's why they're called limeys. Yeah. The British were called limeys because they would eat limes to fight the scurvy. Also, that's how you get gin and tonic. Oh, yeah. Because well, tonic awesome. water has quinine in it. it quinine. Or, yeah. as the English would call quinine or something. <laughs> like how aluminum is aluminum. Yeah. So, the, you have quinine in the tonic water. So, they take that to fight off the malaria from all the mosquito bites. So, when they're out there in Africa... And dying. So it's a purpose-built drink. Well, yeah, but then the fact is, the quinine's awful, or this medicine. Ton the tonic water tastes like crap, so they just say, put some gin in that. I'll make it taste better. And, and it sure does. <laughs> it I love freaking well. gin and tonic. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> All right, have you guys ever listened to an episode? Do you know how the show goes? No. No. <laughs> yes, I, I I have it on my phone. Shortcut nice. on my home screen. Shortcut. You go to directly to. You go directly to the internet for the downloads. You don't use a pod, podcatcher. No, look, Jason. You don't even download it just to help our numbers. I do. I do. Oh, okay. I, yeah, he's I like, do. I've never listened I to have, it, but I, I do. 
Inflate your numbers. So when you click on it, it goes right to the. Oh yeah, he downloads it directly from the uh, from the website. Yeah. Yeah. Does that count for our? It numbers? sure does count for our numbers. Yes. But it's 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 interesting way to do now it. Now we have tens and tens of them. I know. See? Tens and tens of listeners. Right next to the midnight miracle. Nice. So each episode's about an hour. Right. I just sometimes a little bit longer. It's usually when we have guests, so we end up talking a little bit more. And uh, chatty catties. Yeah. We talk uh, about who, our about our talks? lives. Uh, we talk about you know uh, entertainment stuff a lot of times, and then uh, we um, pull Jesus into it. My favorite is um, I went back and listened to correct the Halloween free, one. No, no, correct frittata. Because for whatever reason, in the last couple of weeks, that, that episode just got an additional 20 downloads. I'm like, who the heck just randomly started downloading? And you said they just downloaded it, like, now. Like, now, within the last within the last couple <laughs> of weeks or whatever. I'm like, I, I don't know why this particular episode. And so I went back and listened to it. And that one had the we, – we talked about Black Cauldron in that. And then we had the most awkward transition to confirmation retreats after that. <laughs> and, it, and it was like – and we mentioned that that's, that's what our podcast is. It's a bait and switch. So we have like we talk about entertainment stuff. We talk we talk about like the um, the last episode that released was um, the Batman. So we talked about the Batman, and at the very end we talk about baptism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's always while like, you're here, while you're here, would you well, have what, time to talk about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? <laughs> I feel bad too because, but then again, I feel like it's the other way around too, where it's like we're like if you look up Catholic podcasts our names with everybody else uh-huh. and then they listen they're like why do i want to listen to a 40 minute inter- uh <laughs> review of <laughs> dr strange <laughs> or neil talking about some disney movie <laughs> <laughs> this is why robin hood is the best <laughs> <clears throat> disney's robin hood is the best robin hood here's how i'll tell you in 48 minutes <laughs> no i wanted to listen about jesus well i, I got nothing to tell you they got to wait till the end of the episode if they want Jesus. Yeah, yeah. well, there's other ones where we're, like, totally into, like, here, this is uh, the bishop, the, the the pope sent out these letters. We're going to talk about that yeah. for an hour. Oh, good. Also, our episodes are highly edited. I figured. <laughs> and uh, and I always throw in, like, gratuitous sound clips and stuff like that from That's why films. I started listening to the show. Mostly for Neil. Yeah. Well, a lot of that's, yeah. Beep. Uh, oh yeah, I do that too. I have buttons for those. But, uh, but I literally like like I never listened to the show because it was like I don't need to hear myself talk, which I hate my voice anyway. And then I'm like, I I know what happened already. And then David's like, Did you hear the part where I did this? No. Did you hear when I did all this? And I was like, I No. All that I was work. looking for approval. All that yeah. work. All that. So then I was like, I gotta start listening to the show just to see what David did. And then I'm like, Ah, when you put that part in with the thing and the, the this and the Simpsons quote, that's great. Yeah. Just for the edits. Uh huh. Because I because he's put it like you said, all that work. He's putting all this work yeah. in, and I'm not it listening. Does that on the videos too for. So wait, 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 till, wait oh. before the classes. I do the same thing. So wait, wait till the Doctor Strange one come out because uh, we had a random Die Hard three reference in there, and um, it was the Hey Zeus one. Hey Zeus. <laughs> and then I, I added Son, Father of Apollo. <laughs> yes. Don't mess with me or I'll shove a lightning bolt up your. But it's but Zeus. It's Sam, <laughs> but it's Sam Jackson, so he doesn't say mess with me, right? He says he says the other thing. And I don't we, know what you're talking about. We had this bit where we talked about how we like it whenever films do that, like PG-13 films do that thing where they're about to say the F word and they cut to the credits. No, no, no. It's the rated R films 
on TBS. Oh, that's right. That's what it was. It was something like that. I think that. the Big Lebowski is one of my favorites of that. Oh, I'd have to see that. It is terrific. Because so my television edit version. My yes. favorite is Major League. It's like a radio edit. Version. Oh yeah, yes. they re- they redid the entire dialogue for that film. Because in Major League, the best part is when Corbin Burnson, and there's the part where Charlie Sheen sleeps with his wife because. Because he's Charlie Sheen. <laughs> no, but actually there's the part where the wife's watching TV and they're all celebrating and she sees her husband going into the back with some floozy and she's like, that mf her. I'm going to go. And then she like dolls herself up all sexy and then she finds Ricky Vaughn and she's like, hey, stud, take me to bed or lose me forever. Oh, wait, that's a different movie. But and then... And then he sleeps with her, and Tom Berger goes, and he says, hey, let's... And she's like, oh, hey, what's up? And he's like, oh, you know whose wife that is? And, like, he's like, I didn't know. And so they so he avoided um, Roger Dorn for the whole rest of the game, and it's the one-game playoff, and he's all scared. And then he doesn't even start the game. He comes in in the ninth in relief. And then all of a sudden, out from short comes Corbin Burnson, and he comes up, and you're like, oh, no, what's he going to say? And even Tom Berenger's like, oh, F, what's going to happen? And Corbin Burnson comes up, and he says, strike this M effer out. But the problem is... You can't say that. You can't say that. But the problem is it's M effer, and that's mother. And somehow, with all those syllables... They fill in, strike this guy out. <laughs> I only got one thing to say to you. Strike this guy out. That's fantastic. <laughs> and it's like, how do you pick guy? <laughs> well, from what I understand about the Big Lebowski, those Coen brothers, right? Yeah. Apparently the Coen brothers had a hand in deciding how the edited version would go. Oh, that's great. And so the part where... Um, the dude is there with uh, with what's his name and Walter Walter and they're interrogating the the little kid and um, this they is go what the, happens when you f a guy well, in the butt this is the edited version is this is what happens when you fight a stranger in the Alps you see what happens this is what happens Larry you see what happens Larry See what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps? This is what happens. You see what happens, Larry? In the Alps. That's fantastic. It's so good. The whole movie is like that. It's so good if you catch the edited one. This is what happens. You see what happens, Larry? You see what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps? (laughs) Oh, F, he already spent all the money. (laughs) And he goes and smashes the windshield. And that dude's like, what are you doing to my car? Can you you pour some scotch into this for me? There we go. (laughs) Actually, you know what? Thank you, sir. The part of that movie that I laughed the most of, it's so subtle. Oh, yeah. It's the part part where he's hammering into his floor a two-by-four so he can put the chair... Into the door so that they can't open the door. But for for some reason, it's only this door and the door from Beauty and the Beast that Belle has. 
that opens Out. outward. <laughs> no house door opens, opens outward. outward. All the doors open inward, so yeah. you can put the chair there, so you can't come in. Only like businesses have an outward door because, right, because I guess, because of, of fire. Exactly Chicago for fires. Fire, yeah. So here it is. It's only these two doors. So he puts the chair on there. He passed the thing, the two by four in, so the chair's there. So there's no way they can get in. And all of a sudden, once he places it there, the thugs come in, <laughs> open, open the, the door, door, and the chair, chair falls, falls down. down, and they walk right in. <laughs> and like I said, the only other door is Belle's door because when Gaston's putting the moves on her, and he's all up in her face. Oh, that's right. And she opens the door, and he falls and it opens outward, and he falls into the mud, and that's when the pig's on his head, and LeFou's like, so how did it go? <laughs> We've seen it a few times. Uh, no kidding, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And then there was another, there was a, there was, <laughs> there was a few people I worked with the Trader Joe's who we would bully, and then me, I would always be the dude, and then my friend Daniel, who was Walter, and then the one girl, Nicole Lazzarini, and she's like. Who's Walter the? John Goodman. John Goodman. Yeah. John Goodman. Yeah. And then... Who doesn't bowl on Shomer Shabbos. I don't bowl on Shomer Shabbos. I don't roll. Shomer Shabbos. I don't roll. Dude, you're not even Jewish, man. I converted when I married Sylvia. <laughs> but you're divorced. <laughs> it's not like I stopped being Jewish. <laughs> oh, it's we spared you. Okay. I've seen the, tradi- the tradition from Moses well, okay. to Jackie to, so, to Sandy Koufax. This had this, there's a reason that actually came up now that's kind of funny because you were talking earlier about urns and about uh, actions, oh yeah we haven't gotten to that we yet, haven't but. gotten to it yet so I'll, but I'll preface it with my story because my grandmother God rest her soul um, Maite and I were there when we were spreading her ashes. Which was not in a, it was literally in the. You're not allowed to say that. You're not, I know. Well, this was in Colorado, so. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. There's liberals in Colorado. It's it's still not okay. It was still, (laughs) we found out after the fact it was still not okay. But um, we were, you know, spreading her ashes, and it was exactly like in the Big Lebowski. Maite and I were both standing there, and we were just covered in ashes and. What happens is they dump the ashes and the wind blows the ashes in their face. Oh my goodness, that's so and, and I sh- I looked at my and she had it all over her coat and I had it all over myself and she looked at me and I looked at her and she just shook her head. Your grandmother being like, "You're not supposed to do this." Yes, my, basically. My, now you're taking me home with you regardless. That's yes. right. That's right. You won't venerate the ashes. Every that are time on your every shirt. time my wife wears that jacket that she wore when <laughs> we did it, I think of it. <laughs> my sister Pray for me when you wear this jacket. <laughs> my sister's godfather, he his brother, I guess they did a whole thing where, oh, now I'm saying the Godfather. They did this whole thing where they spread the ashes, and like my Godfather's there, and he's like, I don't know if this is going to work. There's a lot of wind here. <laughs> That's funny. All right, so here's the, here's the story I was going to say with the ashes. So, mom dies. <coughs> we go to Simple Cremations, plug on uh, Lake Mead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Henderson. If, they, if what, you'd what? like to be a sponsor, Simple Creations. Simple Creations. If you want to sponsor Among Wolves, here's the deal. You the whole w- Whitney family will be coming through. Just to let you know, <laughs> I got a punch card right now, and I already got two. So it's Simple Cremations and All-Star Bail Bonds. Downtown Henderson knows me. So I take. So when I get mom's ashes, they give you this cardboard box that folds, you know, one of those that folds in and everything. And you open it up, and there's a bag of ashes. And you're like, damn, that's a lot of ashes. Like, 
That's more ashes than I thought. And then I was like, damn, well, my mom did gain a lot of weight the last few years. So, <laughs> oh, shit, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> that's staying in. And that's another part. <laughs> and that's another thing, too, because when mom died, I said, there's no way we're doing any open casket stuff. My mother's way too vain. <laughs> we're going to find a nice picture of her that she looks good. Because, like, my mom and her late, like, she struggled with her weight through years and years and stuff. And then there's a point where she was, like, in her mid-40s, and she looked good. Like, real good. And, like, a real good enough that, like, when she sees him with my dad, kind of looked a little older than he was anyway, they thought that mom was, like, a second wife. Like, oh, wow. oh you got a young <laughs> wife. like that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, so, um, what's the deal? Those his kids, and, you know, you're kind of, like, the trophy wife or something. They didn't realize they were only two years apart. But my dad, when he was like 46, looked 56. And my mom looked like 42 or not even like 36. Like there were That's times awesome. when my mom and I would go play. We'd play like table games at Samstown. And they'd go up to her and they're like, Joanne, who's the young guy you're dating? <laughs> and I'm like, That's my mom. <laughs> Because I guess we looked a little closer in age. So she looked so good at that time. So we had a picture of that. But then as, you know, as her health declined, she kind of gained a lot of weight because she literally did nothing and, like, laid in bed all day. So I'm like, Mom's way too vain. There's no way we're going to do nothing. Cremation all the way. Get a good picture. And here's something, too. <clears throat> Just to let you know. Funeral homes, that's a ripoff. Don't even do it. Don't go to Palm. No offense, Palm. I love you guys. No, we're only we're only asking for that uh, creative cremations or whatever. No, simple cremations. Simple cremations. Palm. If I don't you... want a cre- I don't want a creative one. I really don't. Yeah, I don't want a creative, creative cremation. What was it that? What was the award Diego got? Um, oh, charity. charity. No, um, it wasn't curiosity. It was yeah, that uh, was courtesy. Like courtesy award. The. Cre- I'm really curious. That's why I got the Curiosity Award. So I got the Creative Cremations, where they take the ashes and make little statues out of them. Or fireworks. <laughs> Shit. Fireworks. Oh. Edit that. <laughs> David's dying. So, <laughs> honestly, if you're going to bury I your... just came up with a business idea. Uh, please get it no. all over everybody yeah how about your loved ones go out with a bag that's the tagline go out with a bag with simple creva- with creative creations where we get some oh m80s and some bottle rock what is it like no not bottle rock mortars. what are those the mortar mortars we go up Roman to the candles from we go up to Moapa. <laughs> Chase the grandkids around with Roman candles and your loved ones. Stack up half the ashes in it, slut it in the air. <laughs> That's spreading the ashes. No, so um, <laughs> so I get the bag and it's in a box and I'm like, "That's a lot of, that's a lot of ashes." Like, and then so then my dad when he died, and he had to go to a hot. That's okay, it's out. I went. To, he had to go to a hospice from the hospital to there to die, which was good because when he went to the hospital after his stroke, it was two, three days before the COVID lockdowns. So there was no COVID problem when he went in. And like we went and then it was kind of a thing where 
they were kind of like, hey, you kind of got a cough. Maybe you shouldn't come back tomorrow. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then the next day my sister goes, and they're like, hey, guess what? You can't come back ever. <laughs> it was like, whoops. Oh, and I used to joke because, of course, remember when everything was a, remember it was a, a two, a 14 day um, lockdown yeah, yeah, or yeah, something yeah. Uh, to Stop flatten the curve. curve? Flatten the curve, that's what it was. was only like, 14 days. It only lasted four, four, 24 months, months something. <laughs> so, and then also when dad was out, and I was like, and they didn't say something like, oh, yeah, he's going to die. They're like, oh, yeah, you never know. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So my whole thing was like, hi, isn't it funny? Like, dad will wake up and then be like, hey, guess what? We kind of had this almost plague. <laughs> and you totally missed it. No, it was, it was. But the plague lasted for two years <laughs> at least. And dad died faster than that. Oh, so, so but finally, so they sent him to the, to the what is it? The, the hospice. hospice. Yeah. Sarah and I got to go to the hospice. We got to see him before everything happened, which happened that night. So it's one of those things where you're like, oh, did he hold on right. just for that? Right. And then so he was like asleep the whole time, but we like talked to him and stuff. And so I'm like, oh, man, that's tough. And then then what's funny is my sister and I go out in the parking lot and then we start talking. And then she, when she and I talk, we just kind of joke around and shit. <laughs> And, and like, we're, like, laughing and everything. We're goofing off. And then there's, like, a family who comes out. And they're, like, bawling. And then you're, like, Sh shut up. Stop laughing. These poor people, their family's dying. Of course, our dad's dying, too. But shush. Because we're totally goofing off. And then, so, that night he died. And then I sent him to the simple cremations and everything. Which, apparently, I got a, a discount. Because he came from the the uh, hospice. So I'm like, sweet. That's like nice. 40 bucks off. And then there's a thing there where it's like, yeah, but we got to charge extra because we had to take his pacemaker out. Because I guess they will explode or something in the yeah, fire. Yeah. That makes sense. And then I'm like, well, where's the pacemaker? <laughs> I want the pacemaker. I, You know, we paid for the pacemaker technically. I should get that. If anything, I could... Sell the scrap metal or something. I'm paying forty bucks, and then I saw on the thing there's like, oh, here's also a forty dollar charge for the box, and I'm like, f you and your forty dollar charge in the box. It's a piece of cardboard. I'm not paying. I don't want what. But then I find out in the cardboard is a nice plastic box. Nice. So I'm like, okay, it's like a five dollar plastic box that they charge you forty bucks for. But, but I'm like, that's a nice box. And then I'm like, wait up. My mom didn't get this nice little box. Oh, no. Because <laughs> she's just a bag just... of the cardboard. <laughs> and so dad's got like a nice box and mom's got nothing. Oh. And I'm like, this is stupid. Uh, but I started that out big selling because we were talking about statues earlier, which you guys weren't uh, privy to. <clears throat> so I bought a St. Jude statue and a Divine Mercy statue at Steubenville when we went to San Diego. I never gave it to my parents and said, here's some statues for, you know, your devotion to the chaplet of the Divine Mercy Mom. And here, Dad, because you've had a pretty crappy life <laughs> with health problems and, you know, your wife leaving you twice. <laughs> and you had me as a son. Yes. So you had a strong devotion to St. Jude. Here's a statue. But I never did that. So now it's like... And I'll put them on the shelf. Here, you get the statues. Oh, 
<laughs> and then I also found a bunch of shot glasses that I bought from Disney World at Epcot nice. at the English Pavilion, at the United Kingdom Pavilion. So I got a England, a Scotland, a Northern Ireland, and a Wales shot glass. So I put those up there too. So you won't really notice that my... Oh, and I put a Giants hat, a San Francisco Giants hat, because my dad liked the Giants. I know, it sucks. But... Willie Mays was awesome, so he, he thought it was cool. So I put a Giants hat and the the Disney World visor that my mom had, and I put them on top of their their boxes, their cardboard boxes, because I'm not buying urns. And he's the got shot a legit glass, ofrenda there. huh? That's, that's a legit little ofrenda right now. He's got his. He's got it. It kind of is, yeah. huh? Because I did that. Also, here's another funny one. My dad left his sunglasses at my house, and I never gave them back to him. So then I'm like, well, here's the sunglasses on top of the hat. <laughs> so I have that, the sunglasses and the statues. So you kind of don't know that their their remains are there. So and like people have like slept in that room, and I don't go, oh, guess what, your aunt's up there. <laughs> you should just call. You say, yo, you can stay in my parents' room. <laughs> That's it. I should but just call it that. <laughs> but don't say anything else. <laughs> but my but but Lisa's so funny too because she's like you know I have to live with your mother right? I'm like yeah okay big deal. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that hard. I don't yeah. mind sharing the room. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> so for the uh, like uh, conservative times. Catholics out there who want to know why we don't spread ashes, do you guys know why we don't spread ashes? No, no. You just know you're not allowed to. I mean I know there's laws around I, it too, but oh right right right. right. I haven't so, heard of that either. Oh really? No. Okay, so in the Catholic tradition, we don't spread ashes because even if the uh, the body is in ashes, uh, there's we reverence the body. So that's that's regardless of that's why we always say interment at a later date or interment at some point, uh, because when you once you spread the ashes, <coughs> you cannot reverence the body anymore. You don't know where it is. There's no way to the the, the I mean it could literally have, you know, not to make anybody feel bad if they've already done this. It, it could literally have like been eaten by fish. Or have uh, deer poop on it, or whatever, and there's no way to reverence it anymore. And so that's why, in the Catholic tradition, because we honor the body even after death, that you cannot spread ashes. You got to hold on to those suckers, and at some point, and turn them. At some point, uh, um, we've got a plan for Neil. But uh, oh, what's that? What's the plan? Remember, we're gonna oh, pull, we're yeah. gonna buy one casket and put like twenty ashes in yeah. it. <laughs> His whole family. That's Robert's job. <laughs> All thanks to simple cremations. <laughs> Shut up. Don't say their name anymore until they start giving us money. I think this is one of the creative cremations that we were talking about. So, yeah. Okay. So, my grandparents are at, at the Palm or whatever off of um, Eastern. And what's funny is I used to live across the street. And I would say, oh, I live across the street from Grandma and Grandpa. And like my uncle's like, what? <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know the, the, the cemetery? I'm on the other side of Eastern. <laughs> So, like, but they're on a shelf. I guess there's two urns and a picture or something. I don't know. I've never gone because I'm not the, not really a grave-going-to guy. I was talking to my cousin about this, Matt, and I said, you ever go see Uncle Mark? He's like, never, not once. So he's never seen his dad's gravesite after the funeral because I guess he's not that kind of guy either. To me, it's like it's just a body right there. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, because it's either here in your heart or up in heaven or whatnot, but... So I'm like, okay. And my aunt, she's like, hey, when I die, you give me an urn. And somehow you got to jimmy that log and put me in with my parents. And I'm like, I think that's against the law. <laughs> she's like, don't worry. You can do it. <clears throat> so you hear that, everybody? You guys need to go visit the Whitney Graves. 
No, no. This, this is the Broward side. It's the Broward side? Okay. Well, the, the Urns are the Broward side. The Whitney's are in Monterey Park or something uh, out in SoCal. So go find Browers. Go visit them. Put flowers at their graves. Oh, and. Go pray for them. And my grandfather's mother, who probably died, you know, during the Depression or I don't know how long ago. <laughs> she probably died, like, in the 40s or something. Who knows? But. She's buried in the Inglewood Cemetery. Inglewood. Inglewood, up to no good. Up to no good. Inglewood. Inglewood, always up to no good. Salute. Salute to our dearly departed. Yeah. Amen. All the parents and grandparents. Grandparents. Oh, speaking of that, too. I felt, you know what, Hector? I felt so bad when your mom passed. Because, like, when my mom passed, I was like, she, like, checked out. In life, like two years before, so it was kind of like eh, my mom. I felt like my mom was dead, like the mom I knew was mm-hmm. dead for years. And then, like I was looking at the videos, like GV, GG would share mm-hmm. and stuff, and I'd be like, "F and A, that's such crap." She was so full of life and awesome and fun. She was, and I'm like, "You really got like to me." It was kind of like, uh, you know, mom's kind of. Dead inside anyway, whatever. And then I'm like, oh, but effing poor. And 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 what killed me is when you're like, hey, guess what? Mom's doing better. And I'm like, all right, she's out yeah. of this. I was like, this is great. She's gonna be home in who knows how long. And then when it was like, yeah, now she's dead. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck. yeah, she was out of ICU. She was COVID free. It's just the after effects, right, with the lungs and stuff was. My uncle, <clears throat> that's what happened to my uncle. And I was real close to him, but it was literally two, three days from when he started feeling sick to he passed. And he was healthy. He was a dancer. He, like, it was that fast? That fast. It was that fast. But we didn't have time to adapt to anything. I mean, he was, he's younger than my mom. So, yeah, we were stunned. So, yeah, I think, I, I think when you're dealing with something where somebody has a long term illness, you have a, I think a, a sense to prepare yourself right. emotionally and mentally for it. Definitely. With something like that, it's just almost like you get your hopes up. Yeah. Right. Or or you don't and expect. It's like, it's like one of those things like I've had I've had friends that were in the hospital and I was like, Oh, they'll they'll be out soon or whatever and and I've had I've had people where they passed away. And it's like I should have went to go see them in the hospital. You know, and then I had one of my coworkers o- over here now, where I'm working at now. He was in the hospital, and I was like, "I'm gonna go see him," yeah. <laughs> you know. And I went to go see him, and 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 he was fine. He, you know, he went home, and he's fine. He's working, and you know, he's fine. And then it's like the same thing with my mom. You know, it's like she's in the the hospital, and 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 you know, she's in and out and it's during COVID time. So you're like, should I go? Are they going to let me in to go see her? Yeah, they probably didn't even let you in. You know, and then my brother went down and I'm like, okay, my brother's there. So he's going to spend a couple of days with her. They hardly, they don't let anybody in. So it's right. like, you're like, okay, I'll let him spend time there and then I'll come down, you know? And then it's like, next thing I know, she's gone. You know, it's like. And she was where, in Florida? In Florida, yeah. <clears throat> And that was the thing that sucked for for people that, that you know, like you, Hector, and, and, and Neil, that you guys lost people during the, the COVID land, is that, like, there was no real way to to be there, you know? Yeah. And that's... Yeah. And and part of that is like was was this the, the rampant fear that the hospitals had of spreading, which which there there was some risk there, but at the same time, like, 
I also know that from a nursing perspective, it's so much easier when the family's not there for them, right? And I wonder how much, like, that was leaned on to be like, oh, it's so nice not to have family here uh, that so we can do our jobs or whatever. Um, and so that prohibition was taken more strict than it needed to be in some cases or or <coughs> held longer than it needed to be, than, than science granted, you know? It's one of those things that's just... And I could totally understand that. And I'm also not that kind of person who just wants okay. to... I'm totally not... I'm, and I might sound cold, but... If my dad was like in a coma or just out of it the whole time, I don't think I'd want to be there by his bedside every day. Because what's the point? He doesn't know I'm there or whatnot, or I don't know. Maybe he does, and I'd visit or something. But when I went to see him the few times, you know, he was in and out of consciousness. And it's like, I'm just sitting here while he's falling asleep. And it's like, I don't really, you know, not the fact that it's like, I don't need to be here. Like, it's wasting my time. But it's like, he's in and out. He's like... Yeah, go home, you know. Well, what she couldn't say, but yeah. But I don't know. But I can understand why the nurses might have done that. Yeah. Or yeah. whatever. But, I mean, back then they didn't want anybody anywhere, you right. know. There was so little knowledge, I think. <coughs> and then add, add you But add they did hold on, on to of, it a while. You're right. Yeah, you, you add that on top of the, the ease that, that comes with that. And that's the thing. That's my whole thing with this, this whole COVID thing. It's like some things got really, really easy. And... I think we hold on to that, or it, there's a there's a temptation to hold on to that longer than necessary because we do seek the the past the path of least resistance. Oh yeah, like <laughs> like when you go on an airplane in first class and you're like, hey, can I have a, a lemon wedge? No, nope, can't give you lemon wedges with your drinks because of COVID. Right. Wait, why? <laughs> COVID. You know this requires more work. COVID. <laughs> we don't do this anymore because of COVID. Yeah, yeah. It's stuff like that. It's bull. Most of it's bull. A lot of it's bull. A and lot I of it's we don't want to do it. And the rest of it is... is. And I knew when this happened. I knew when this happened that especially in America, because we are overworked, like like more than any other... I think probably more than any other country when it comes to like... Um, I don't want to say work ethic, but... So says wusses. I know. But, but like, um, I want to say like perception of like... We are, we are supposed to uh, – part of our vision, uh, what makes you successful is that you're supposed to be a good worker, right? So you, you put in more hours. You, 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 stay, uh, you stay late. You come in early. You, you do all these things, and you do these extra bits and stuff like that. And then as soon as COVID hit, I'm like, so many things are going to go away, and it's going to be so difficult to bring some of those things back because everybody is so burnt out. And they don't know it because this is part of the culture is like you're busy every minute of the day. And so it's in, it's it's going to be now that you, you literally can't be busy, it's going to be hard to bring those things back into into life. Yeah, maybe it's even better for like sick stuff. Right. Because I don't know how many times I went to work sick. sick. Right. Yep. And not sick like I, you know, and like I have not not gone to my job now because of being ill for over 10 years. Even when I am kind of sick. Right. But then I work at a desk 
and I'm in my own office, and it's really not going to catch it. But I don't know how many years in my 20s. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, I've still got kind of a cold, but I'm still going to go and see the public and handle food. No, like my, well, and, I'm st- like, and I'm still going to go out for drinks afterwards, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, there was that, too. It's like, oh, I don't feel good. And the bartender's like, here, try this. It's five liquors. It'll make you feel better. All right. Suddenly, I forgot I didn't feel too well. <laughs> So no, that my, and a tea. <laughs> so my job, because it's it, it is just it's my job is literally me, right? It's like um, I am my I am my position, right? I am my entire department. I am my all of my events and all those things, right? So I remember pre-COVID um, that I I gave a talk all those years ago, all the, fourteen years ago pre-COVID. <laughs> I, I gave a talk with 103 degree fever because if I wasn't there, we just wouldn't have had that event, right? And 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 mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like now, I just wouldn't have the event. I gotta suck <laughs> it up, right? But but that's that's the, that's the good stuff that's changed, right? Because I really shouldn't have t- done a talk with 103 yeah. degree. I don't even know if that made sense. Like the <laughs> yeah, but I mean, part of it's like you know, you're like, oh, you got to protect the other people, but a lot of it's you got to protect you, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's been plenty of days now, and I, I know part of it's employer-specific, but now I will prioritize myself, my family, where I probably wouldn't have before. Not that I had any danger of losing my job if I had called to say, oh, I need to take care of my son. or But, right. but yeah, you don't want to be that guy. That's exactly, exactly. it. Exactly. Oh, that's it. the culture thing. That's but what's there's weird. also the fact, too, is because there's also the people who you'd look at, and you're like, oh, that's the guy who's... Every little thing. Oh, right. I can't go to work. And maybe it's my car's fact- broken down every other day. Yeah, or I my- got a hangnail. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of people who are like that right. anyway. So you don't want to be like that, even though you have legit things where a lot of their stuff you know is not legit. Right. It just made it easier for them to, to call out. Right. You know. That's I think s- I'm coming down with a fever. I'm not making it in today. Well, that's the other I don't want to get you guys sick. That's the other thing. And now people are abusing it like crazy. Like, mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah. Oh, I, I, I took a COVID test. This Like they said, a three-month-old picture of their last COVID <laughs> test or whatever. Google oh, images search. Google, Google images. This, this is what a couple COVID so test looks like. To my boss. <laughs> I don't know. I used to call it like this. I don't think I'm going to make it. Are you sick? Sure. <laughs> I think so. It's 4 a.m. and I'm hung the over. <laughs> yeah, I miss those days. The pre-COVID days, yeah. or the going no, the into days work that I used to just call it <laughs> or something. Oh, well, I used to go. Apparently, Neil was that guy. No, I was. I was not that guy. I was never that guy. Yeah, I was either. that guy when you knew it was that guy. Where it's just like, but I was also that guy who's like, we're at the bar or something, and it's like, oh, I gotta leave. It's only three o'clock. You, you wuss. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, but I gotta go to work at four. Oh, dude, what are you doing out this late? <laughs> We're at four to noon. Ugh, you're still mostly drunk, showing up. That's yeah, what I, I was in my twenties. I love that swing shift life. Oh, swing shift life's the best. Yeah, that was great. Getting off place. at midnight, going yeah. out, especially here. Oh my goodness! You know the culture shock of my life is when I moved back to Southern California, working in Orange County, and like we'd get off at eleven o'clock, and we'd rush, like, like. We're only like three miles away, but we're like, oh, got to get to that bar because it closes at midnight and stuff like where I remember we'd work till like, I remember we'd close at like, we'd be done with our shift at like 11 
and me and my buddy Ross, we'd sit there and wait for the guys to do the floors till at least midnight. Then we'd go out to the bar and we'd drink till who knows. Then we'd stop at the casino and play blackjack for two hours and then go to his house yeah. at like 4.30 <laughs> and go to bed. You know, but then in Let's LA, it's like everything closes. Right. There's a last and, call. Yeah, there's a last call. Oh, my goodness. All right, that's it for this half of the episode. The next half will air in a couple of weeks, and it'll be about that uh, Corleone and Nancy Pelosi uh, communion dispute, and, and we'll get to hear our take on it, and uh, Jason's take particularly because he's a lawyer, and we go into canon law a little bit, and it was a really fun conversation, and I look forward to sharing that with you next week. Bye, guys. God bless. Hey, hey.